Welcome back to Held and Healed. This podcast is a resource filled with resources to help you on your healing journey. And we specifically um, target our our messages and our podcast to women who are rebuilding after abuse. Today, I have a new friend that I met last month at the Call to Peace Ministries retreat. Her name is Leanne Parsons, and I am going to let her introduce herself. Welcome, Leanne. Well, hey there. Thank you for having me. Oh, this is going to be fun. I have a feeling. <laughs> well, I think it is going to be fun. We're two pretty fun gals yeah, who are very so. passionate about women, women and supporting women Yes, and helping them walk into the life that God created them. You know, I love the name of your ministry, your podcast, Held and Healed. Mm. Because when we understand that we are held by God mm -hmm. so closely, and this is this is part of my introduction, okay, Heather? We're just <laughs> going to go with you it. Go, we are just totally going I, with the flow today. You know, we, we are. And so this is what I get to do. And I, I'll just put it into um, language that I think all of your listeners can understand that when we understand, when I understood that I was held by God, mm -hmm. that he guided me, body, mind, soul, and spirit into a healing journey, it allowed me to really embrace who he created me to be instead of living into all of the labels that were placed on me from my conception moving forward. Yeah. And yeah. so when I think of, you know, being here with you today and even hearing your introduction and the power in those two words, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it just, it, it, it jazzes me so much. So I know we're going to have a great combo today. Well, the reason those two words were chosen is because held is something we have always been because of God. He has always held us, whether we have necessarily felt that or not, that is truth. And then the healing we both know is a journey. And until we meet him face to face, we will not be completely healed. So I was, I was picking a word that described what we've always been held and what we will be healed. So, and the, the progression between the two. So, yeah. <laughs> Well, I love that. And that's exactly uh, the work that I do. So I am a professional certified coach and I coach women who have been impacted by emotionally challenging, destructive and disappointing relationships. Yes. And, you know, that can stem from our family of origin. It can be in our marital relationships and golly, it can even be in our relationships with other women. Absolutely. Inside, right, Heather? And outside Absolutely. of yeah. the church. Absolutely. Yes. So I think we'll just kind of talk today about relationships because that seems to be like your specialty. And I know that so many of the women that are a part of my group and a part of my life, like trusting people, oh, it's hard. It's hard to trust people when you have been hurt in your childhood and then when you've been hurt in your church and then when you've been hurt in your relationships. So, um, yeah, any pointers, any tips, any tools that you want to share, nuggets, gems along the way, um, this is just kind of a go for it conversation. Indeed. Well, there's a lot there. You know, relationships can be so interwoven with sin. 
and all of us, you know, that's part of the reason that I entered into the work that I do every day, Heather, many, many years ago, I was in my own relationships and some things just were not moving very well. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was not in flow in my relationships and I'm a pretty up girl. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I've always been a pretty positive girl. And, you know, this is one area that got me in trouble, Heather. And that is the fact that I always looked for the silver lining. Ah, yes. <laughs> okay. And this was a blind spot yes. in my own life that really, you know, led me down some relational <laughs> rabbit holes that were unhealthy unhealthy for myself, unhealthy for the people that I was interacting with and unhealthy with my relationship with God. Mm -hmm. And so that whole idea of it's, everything is going to be okay. It's going to get better. And gosh, I have so much to learn in this relationship. So I'm just going to look at that. Mm, Wow. Yeah. Let me, you know, I don't know what that about what about that might resonate with you, but it led me into the space of kind of Pollyanning yeah. a lot of my life. And that became a huge blind spot. And I think when we talk about relationships that can be difficult, destructive, super challenging, or flourishing, we need to look and see what our perspective is yeah, and how it is that we're viewing them. I think for me, I don't think I was so much a Pollyanna because I dealt with a lot of depression and oppression. So I, I would have liked to have been Pollyanna, (laughs) but I think I was more coming from the angle of feeling like I needed to fix, rescue, heal, and save everybody. And that it was dependent upon me, even sometimes their salvation, you know, like if I don't stick this out, then this person's going to go to hell, you know, like those types, I, I just put that weight on myself, which is clearly not a healthy thing to do. Well, it's not, and that's a lot, you know, if oh, you it's have burdensome, yes, <laughs> it's, it's pretty burdensome. If you yeah. have that as your, um, basically life vision yes. and life focus <laughs> is to fix rescue and save somebody, you know, we only have a hundred percent of us every day. Yes. And if that is our mode of operation, mm-hmm. and that is why we wake up in the morning, why we live and breathe, mm-hmm. that can be pretty darn exhausting. We only have a hundred percent of us. Correct. And, yes. Right. And just imagine if we're giving it all there, what do we have left to give to our relationship with the Lord, the right. creator right. of who we are? Who is the only one who can heal, rescue, save, or fix anyone, by the way. <laughs> right on. Hello, and how many hello. of us forget that, Heather? Yes. We yes. forget that yes. in our day-to-day life. And like I said a moment ago, we have blind spots mm-hmm. in our life that prevent us from even seeing what a toxic relationship can look like mm-hmm. or what a healthy one can look like. You know, we, because of our blind spots, we're not going to see this clearly because of the thoughts that float around in our head, the beliefs that we have embraced throughout our entire lives that may or may not be true. Right. And, you know, that's part of the work that I do is helping women break free right. from some of that destructive thinking, the blind spots that they can hold and um, letting go of some of those unhealthy habits mm-hmm. that can keep us in places of unworthiness mm-hmm. 
thinking that we are unlovable or that we don't have what it takes to live our own lives. Right, right. Yeah. And one of the things I've been just asking myself and others a lot lately is just what is truth? Mm. What, what is truth? Like we, we believe these certain things about ourselves and we play them on the real in our minds. And when we look at God's word, they clearly do not align with his word. So hello, that's not truth. And often when you're dealing with an abuser, what they're saying to you is projection what they're accusing you of is projection of their own actions. And so learning to just speak what is truth over yourself and even doing that out loud is so powerful. Like when the enemy comes in and says, you know, a really big one that a lot of us deal with is you are a failure as a mom. A lot of us hear that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And just to be able to out loud, if you're, especially if you're alone, Say, I'm a loving mother. I am not a perfect mom, but I'm a loving mother and I protect my children. And, and speaking those things until you really start to believe it. Right. And, and then you know, one day you just, one day you just believe it. And one day you just believe it. And here's the deal. <laughs> it's whatever we marinate in. Yes. You know what I mean? You yes. know, we're girls here talking in the space primarily. Yes. And, you know, some of us love to cook. Some of us don't. But I bet you all of us have marinated a <laughs> hunk of something. <laughs> In, uh, right, a hunk of something, whether it be meat, veggies, yes, whatever your yes, gig is, yes. you've marinated it to make it flavor better. Yes. To have it taste better. Yes. And, you know, it's important of what we marinate our hearts, our minds, our bodies, and our spirits in. And I love that you spoke, Heather, about speaking truth out loud and claiming your I am statements because the people in our lives who are not the most encouraging, they're mm-hmm. toxic, they're destructive they are abusive, are going to manipulate us. Yes. They're going to confuse us. Yes. They, we're going to feel uncomfortable around them. And so it's super important, in my opinion, for us to be very, very thoughtful about where we marinate. Yes. Yes. Our hearts and our minds and our thoughts. And And toxic people go for the jugular. They go for the thing they know that matters the most to you. Oh, absolutely. So just know Mm -hmm. that they're going to go for that area, especially for us mothers, you know, who have poured our heart and our souls into our kids. Like they're going to go for that because they know nothing else matters more than that. Or if you have a specific gifting or calling, they're going to go at that thing. So just to recognize that that's the tactic of the enemy (laughs) and the people that are toxic around us and start calling the bluff, just start calling the bluff. Well, and just start calling the bluff indeed. And so when you were saying just a moment ago about the attacks of you're not a good mother, you're failing, you know, whatever it is that's coming at you. And when you can stand up and you can say, I am a loving mother who is looking after the well-being and care spiritually and emotionally of my children. You're claiming the core of who you are, of who God created you to be instead of letting somebody else put a label on you. Yes. Yes. And there's power in that. And that's marinating in the truth of God's fierce love for you. Right. That's right. That's claiming your identity. That's claiming your worth. That's right. That's right. And so many of these mothers that feel like inadequate are the most amazing kick butt mamas on the face of the earth. You know, like they are doing the thing and they are literally like throwing themselves over their kids to protect them from danger. 
and they still feel like they're failing. So apparently somebody out there needs to hear this. <laughs> somebody, you, you are doing the thing and you are a good mama. I remember someone coming to me when mine were very, very little and I was at a point of crisis and trauma that I'm not willing and ready to share about publicly. Um, I was just keeping my head and their heads above water. And I remember coming to this person and saying, I feel like such a failure. I just feel like I'm not doing anything. She said, did you get up today? <laughs> mm -hmm. She said, did you make sure they were clean and fed and safe? Then you are doing the thing, mama. You're doing the thing. <laughs> I <laughs> love that. Thing. That could That's be your thing. new. <laughs> yeah, that can be your new. That can be your new tagline, right? You're, You're doing, doing the thing. The thing. <laughs> You are, you're doing you're... Everybody is still alive and breathing and fed somewhat nutritious food and somewhat bathed. And that, that is all that mattered in that moment. <laughs> well, indeed. And sometimes Heather, that's all we can do. Yes. And is that's that okay. next right thing. Yes. 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 If, so we if, just want you to is. keep breathing ladies. We want you to keep Amen. breathing and doing the thing. So take us through like what it would look like when you first like do an intake with um, a client and like, how do you even like begin with someone and what are some of the core goals that you have with these ladies? Mm. I mean, I'm sure that's a huge question, but well, it is. How about if you break? Yeah. Yeah. You, just... if you break it down. Yeah. Break it down for me because, you know, I know we only have yeah. limited time. <laughs> we could, we would be here for a while all week long. Right. And to talk about that. And so what is it that you really want to start with Heather? So if someone decided that they were going to be your client, like, like what, what are some of the, the main goals or focuses? I mean, everybody's different. I know. Um, do you start with like, like a Myers-Briggs? Do you start with like the ACEs? Like what sort of an, even an intake do you do with people to determine and assess like what their needs are? Oh, well, great question. So I do have an assessment tool. I don't use it with everybody, but I do have an assessment tool that I have. And it's not, it's really kind of cool because it's not a, a personality assessment. This is an assessment of your level of engagement in the world <laughs> okay. and it measures your stress. Wow. And how the stress shows up for you and how it is impacting your relationships, wow. your relationships from the inside out, your relationships with yourself, with God and with others. Mm -hmm. And so it measures that. So that is one, that's one tool that I have that I occasionally use. You know, I really look at each woman super unique. I really do. So each woman, typically women that seek me out for coaching are women who are in challenging relationships. Yeah. Yeah. Not, you know, not all of them are abusive. Some are just blowing their mind and they can't even understand where, what they're in the middle of. Sure. Right. And so we really, you know, when I'm speaking with a woman for the very, very first time, because I do free consults to mm -hmm. see whether or not coaching is for them. Sure. Good. Because sometimes, right. Sometimes we need therapy. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm not a therapist. Right. So I just want to say that right out of the gate that, you know, that is not my training, but I am a professionally trained coach and have been doing this work for many, many years. Sure. Absolutely. And you know what your lane is and you respect that and stay in your lane. I do. Yes. And there's freedom. There's freedom for you and for your clients in that. There is. And sometimes I work in tandem 
yes. with therapists as yes. I'm working with a woman. But typically, you know, when a woman comes to me, they are at a loss. They're trying to figure out what is going on in their own hearts and their minds and in their relationships because they're not feeling good about themselves and how they're showing up with others. Right. They're feeling like they're being manipulated. They're super confused by their behavior and the other people around them. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's a big, that's a big piece. And they're really questioning their value and their worth and their core identity. Yeah. So a lot of the work, you know, as I'm speaking with someone for the very first time is where are you right now and where do you want to go? Mm-hmm. And how can we work together to help you get there? Yeah. And so sometimes that involves an assessment. Oftentimes it involves, um, you know, the assessment that I spoke about, about really their level of engagement and the energy that they have to live their own life. And I do a lot of work helping women assess their values Mm. and their identity in Christ, because truly we are fearfully and wonderfully made. Yes. God's works are beautiful and precious and sacred. And for a woman to understand that and to know that full well, as it says in Psalms, mm. is going to empower them to live into their values. Because yes. when we don't understand who we are in Christ and how and who he created us to be, then we have a really difficult time navigating the relationships that we have in a healthier way. Absolutely. And I say healthier. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Because we're, you know, we're not going to be fully there. Sure. Like we said at the beginning of our convo today, we're not going to be fully there until we're there with Christ. Absolutely. Yeah. But ever, ever growing. I like to say, instead of learning as we go, I like to say learning as we grow. Amen. I say the same. Yeah. And we Mm -hmm. just are taking one step. The, The whole point and purpose is that a week from now, a month from now, a year from now, that we learned something <laughs> and that we have humility to go back and say, you know what I said a week ago or a year ago, that wasn't quite right. And just have that teachable spirit, especially in advocacy work. Like I'll use a term that I've learned from one person. And then two weeks later, somebody's like, yeah, let's not call it that. Let's call it this. <laughs> and so I could feel like I'm just constantly being like smacked or corrected, or I can be like, okay, yeah, I think I like that better. <laughs> So mm-hmm. learning as we grow. So do you create these assessments or these um, things that people could even begin exploring online? Mm. You know what? The one assessment that I do that is real stress focused, it's very scientifically based. Mm. Okay. So this, this takes 20 minutes online to take the assessment. Okay. And it is a, you got to pay for the assessment because it costs me a whole, whole bunch to be able yeah. to offer it. And, yeah, sure. And then- that one, you get a 10 page report back. Wow. Wow. Of, of how you're showing up, where your energy is in the moment, how it's impacting your relationships. And then we do a debrief and it takes about 60 to 90 minutes on the phone with me. And we do a debrief and really looking at about how it's personal for you. So that's one is already, you know, created by the coaching school that I went to. Okay. And that can be accessed just by reaching out to me and I can give you a link for that. Yes. And that's real powerful. My values assessment and the other ones that I offer 
are all within the context of my coaching packages. Gotcha. And those are some that I have personally created myself. Yeah. And then we've got even more. Um, I actually coach on Leslie Vernick's coaching team. Okay. And so I actually have, um, you know, within the context of all of my partnership with her, have another whole huge resource yes. of material that women can access there. Yeah. Leslie Vernick is a hero of this movement. And when I first started this podcast, I actually used my notes from her lesson on difficult, disappointing, and destructive marriages. Um, she was not available because of her schedule for doing a podcast. So I just obviously gave a shout out, big shout out, because that, that lesson is so eye-opening when you can understand the different categories and it can be marriages or just relationships in general of difficult, disappointing versus destructive. Mm -hmm. And for so many people, that's when the light starts going on, going on. Oh my gosh. Like, yeah, this is happening and this isn't normal. This isn't acceptable. This isn't healthy. Okay. So yeah. So once a lady comes in and does all those assessments, then you just, you kind of create tailor fit for her. Where, where to move um, from that point on. Yeah, I really do. And we, you know, part of the power of a coaching relationship is in the alliance between mm -hmm. me and the client, yes. right? Between me and the precious woman that God has brought into my world. And so we talk a lot about accountability, and my agenda, I, you know, the difference between a, a you know, because some people say, well, isn't a coach like a good friend? Am I paying? <laughs> right. Okay. They're like, am I paying someone to be my friend? No, because I have no agenda for you except for what God's agenda is for you. Mm. Where family, friends, uh, even church people, mm -hmm. and sometimes especially church members. Yes. And church counselors can have an agenda for your relationship. Well, and it's and, usually self-serving too with, with a lot of relationships. With a coach, probably not. With a coach, there's going to be a little bit of a, a little bit of a boundary there that's not with friends and family and church people. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And so, you know, I help women start to release some of those limiting beliefs that have held them back, that have kept them in difficult disappointing and destructive relationships. Mm -hmm. We've got to be able to identify some of the lies that we have believed that we have been told by our churches, by mm -hmm. our culture and by our families of origin mm -hmm. and help them to move forward. And so it's super coaching is super collaborative. So we work on this together. Yeah. And so when, you know, we're sharing, I have them share some of their story. I want to make sure, first of all, Heather, that the woman is safe physically because oftentimes that's not the case. Yes. And so we'll do a little bit of a check-in and Leslie has this beautiful, dangerous acronym that mm -hmm. we go through. And I want to check in and make sure that the woman is safe physically, that she is not in harm, in harm's way from someone in her life, whether it be a parent, because I've spoken with teens who are in yeah. physically abusive relationships too. Okay. This isn't just centered around uh, marriages. Because it can, it can be very dangerous for them. And so then we develop a, a plan and a path forward. And that path forward is walking into a path of peace. That's what we are all about in the work that I do, is walking into a path of peace and freedom and learning what it means to live loved mm. all the way around. 
Wow. So you say there's an acronym with the entire word dangerous? There is. Is that something we can access online or is that something we'd have to um, go somewhere else to get? You know, that's a really good question. Um, if you have your computer in front of you, <laughs> you could, you, I, I am not sure if it's only within the context of um, my work with Leslie Burnett. Okay. okay. Or if there, if she has posted that publicly. Okay. Yeah. I know that I would like to dig, I would like to dig into that because that's something where I know that I have a lot to learn when it comes to helping people be physically safe. That's not an area that I have a lot of experience in and Mm. yet it's an area that I take very seriously, you know? And so I just typically refer people to the domestic violence hotline, local authorities, but yeah, I, I do want to learn more about keeping women physically safe. Mm-hmm. So well, it's big. I, there's, yeah. you know, I'm going to pull, I'm going to pull it up here real quick. Let me see if I can find, because I can give you, I can give you a little bit of it. How does that sound? Does that yeah. sound, a teaser. does that sound like fun? <laughs> I give you a teaser and then it's, let me see here. I've got to, got to find it in because I'm pulling out my notebook. So I had to get out of my seat. So I'm hoping I'm not making some you're noise good. here. No, Are we good? good? You're good. You're great. All right. Let me get to, I'm just hoping my sump pump doesn't come back on. It was like shaking the house earlier. <laughs> your what was, what was shaking my, the house? my, my sump pump that drains the water from my crawl space. And I was like, that's going to sound really great on the podcast. <laughs> oh, well, you know, that that's just, if that comes on, it's that's just real. Just, it's, it's just real. real. And it's all about flushing the toxics down. Yeah, anyway, there you go. The sump pump takes care of it. All it's right. Doing here, job. Me... I think it's on its last leg and I need to call someone in to check it out. <laughs> oh my goodness. All right. Let me, for some reason, gosh, isn't this so funny? Right. When we think we know exactly where something is, something is. and right. I do, I do know where it is. I just have to get to it. And I got thinking about your sump pump because there was a day, you know, while I'm looking for this, um, I remember my daughter's graduation. You can really relate to this. We had 35 people spending the night at my house. Oh my. Mm -hmm. And guess what happened? My husband, my husband went to bed early. I was up with his whole family. We were all hanging out and my brother-in-law comes upstairs we had a three level house. He comes upstairs and he said, Hey, Leanne, there's water coming in the bottom mm. uh, drain on your floor downstairs. I'm like, no way. Mm. He said, yeah, it really is. And I went down there and sure enough, our septic system was backing oh, up bro. into the basement <laughs> and we had 35 people wow. ready to spend the night at my house. And oh, so my goodness. Yeah. We had to wake up. Yeah, I had to wake up my husband. I mean, that's a whole nother story for a I whole nother day. I can't even imagine having 35 people space for 35 people. That's pretty impressive. <laughs> it was, it was pretty crazy. Well, we had some campers. We had all kinds of things going on, but anyway, so here we go. So I'm going to give you a couple of the dangerous acronyms that we speak about because here's the deal, Heather, and I know you've heard we share this. You've heard Leslie share this. You've read it in her book. Mm. Your life, and somebody out here needs to hear this. So precious women of God, your mm. life and your safety are very important to God. Yeah. Yes. And there is tremendous wisdom when we understand when we are in danger. Yes. All right. And so there is a lot of information out there that you can find about the abuse cycle. And so if women 
Ladies, if you are not familiar with the abuse cycle, I encourage you to Google that or reach mm -hmm. out to me or reach out to Heather mm -hmm. and find out about how a, an abuse cycle escalates mm -hmm. and then how it turns into love bombing and all of that. And so I just, I want to preface with that. And then I want to say during the tension building cycle, we are in more danger because an incident is coming. Mm. And this is when every woman needs to have a safety plan. Yes. So I just really, you know, you talked about calling the shelter and how, and, you know, and, and having the advocates there be able to help you. And is it okay if I just share that phone number? Yes, please do. Okay. So ladies, if you are in any danger or you don't know who to talk to, there's a free resource that you can reach out to. And it's the National Center for Domestic Violence. And it's 1-800-799-SAFE, which is mm -hmm. 7233. Mm -hmm. All right. You can call that number and somebody's going to be able to be on the other end of that phone 24 seven to help you yeah. get safer. Yeah. Safer. Cause we're these, never hundred percent safe right. until the Lord calls us home. And but these are get people, safer. these are people that are trained. These are people who are trained and they know what they are doing versus if you just call a family member or a friend or even somebody at church, they may not know how to keep you safe. That's oh, Thank you for saying that. Yeah. Yeah, that is so true. They may not know how to keep you safe, but these advocates are trained yes, yes. to help you and they're going to help you identify mm. some of the things that could be threatening to you that you may not have thought about. Mm. All right. And so I'm going to give um, a few of the dangerous, <laughs> okay, mm. um, from that acronym about how you can assess all right. Is there alcohol or drug use in your home? That's the A for dangerous. The G, are there guns or weapons around? Mm. And do you have access to those? Mm. Okay. The E is, is there emotional instability? That's a big one. Mm -hmm. That's a big one. It is a big one. And then the final S, I'll just give the final S is, has there been talk of suicide or homicide? Have there been threats? Have, have you heard, I wish you were dead? I wish I was dead. I don't, I, I'm done with this. I'm out of here. Is there ideation? Mm. And so one of the things that I do with women is help them evaluate whether or not they have any of the nine indicators. I've just given you a few here mm -hmm. because this is critical yeah. yeah, to know and to understand because the tension will grow. Mm. It will only escalate and we need to be aware of that. And take it seriously. <gasps> Thank and, you. And not just assume that he's just spouting off and he doesn't mean it. Like we need to take these threats seriously. We do. And sometimes we minimize them. Yeah. And others within the church, even our friends or family can minimize them. Especially, especially, right? yeah, especially, you know, here, just here in our community. So I'm in the Phoenix area, right? I just pulled up. I hadn't watched the news for several days. And I just randomly the other day before I got on with one of my coaching groups and I just pulled up the news and right on the headlines 
was a young man in his late twenties had just shot and killed his wife and child Mm. in a domestic violence situation. Mm. All right. And so he, they were arguing. It was over something silly. They were just arguing. And so he made a permanent decision for a temporary problem. Wow. And so here's the deal is that sometimes we don't take these threats seriously or the concerns and girlfriends, if you're listening to this and your heart is beating just a little bit and you wonder if you are not safe, Mm. please reach out and get some support because there is so much help for you. There are coaches, there are advocates, there are therapists, there are resources that are right there. They have been praying for you to call. Yeah. They've been praying for your safety. And, you know, I just, yeah. I'm glad you said that because in the last week alone, (laughs) I've had two different people reach out to me that I've literally been praying for for years, years, Mm. but it wasn't safe for me to reach out to them. You know, so often we have to wait for them to get to a place where they don't think that a call is going to be tracked or a message is going to be tracked. But if we were to message them and their abuser would see that notification, it would put them in great harm. So I, I, yeah, I just say that to people out there, like somebody is praying that you will see the light and that you will reach out. And there are people who love you and care and want to help you. So don't feel that you're going to be a burden. Like again, Leanne and I, we know what our lanes are. (laughs) And if you need help in a lane, that's not our own lane, we will help you connect with the people that can help you. But yeah, don't hesitate especially to call that the domestic violence hotline, because these people are equipped, they are trained, they are ready to give you the help. Now, I know that if you go to their website, there's like a click out and there won't be, it won't appear in the history. Is that correct? That's correct. I doubt with the phones that that works the same way though. There's not really a way for the phone number to be like wiped away from their telephone. Yeah, maybe not, but you know, you can, you can erase you can just call. go and do that yourself. Yes, you yeah. can. And, okay. you know, yeah. you could use a landline. Yeah. Um, but definitely when you're on the website, they do make provision for a really quick out so that if somebody walks into the room, you're, they're not going to see where you were and it's not going to show up in your history. That is just so incredible that they have the means to do that for women. Well, they understand the dangerous yeah, absolutely. acronym. Absolutely. They sure They understand do. that there are hidden things that a woman has not thought about yet that will put them in danger. Right. And they, you know, their job is to help you get safer. And I just really respect the work that they do and the work that you do and I do and the many ministries that we know that are here to help women. And like you said, you know, we're connectors here. Yeah. Within this whole yeah. area of ministry that yes. we want to help you get the support and the education yes and the upholding that you deserve and we know that no one none of us can do this alone with the exception we've said with the exception of sarah mcdougall (laughs) who seems to be able to do a little bit of everything um we we all know that we all have a piece of the puzzle that we are and that we fit into the puzzle. And so there's not like this competitive, you know, like you can't talk to her. Like we, we seriously like refer people to each other because we know that no one person can do all the things all the time that again is God's job alone. 
And so I love this beautiful army that's rising up. I love this community. So let's just talk a little bit here towards the end of our time together. Let's just talk a little bit about what in the world, how do we move forward when we've been burned and when we've been hurt? What are some ways to kind of like toxic person proof our lives? Like what are some, some things we need to be looking for? as we are in relationships. Of course, we can never know anyone 100%. We, we just can't. But are there some like blinders or some things that we can be aware of as we want to pursue healthy relationships, either with women or with men? Yeah. You know, human beings, we're complicated. Yes. And so there are some things that we can watch for. Heather, as we are, you know, stepping into relationships or evaluating the ones that we're in. Yes. And I think, you know, part of being a human being, we all have our up and down days. We all have our good days. We all have our bad days. One thing to be really thoughtful and aware of is are the people in our lives never super consistent? (laughs) Mm. Okay. Are they, do they follow through with the commitments or promises that they tell you they're going to make? Wow. Right. Inconsistency can be a big one. Yes. All right. And, you know, are they in moods of, wow, they're thrilled with you one minute and then the next minute they're writing you off. Mm. Okay. That inconsistency is a important factor in looking whether or not this person is healthy in relationship with you. Wow. What about if they always need your attention? Mm -hmm. Right. And so Leslie calls them the five A's. And so if you are in need of, or they are in need of approval, affirmation, attention, acceptance, and admiration all the time, Um, right? With constant phone calls, showing up at your house, needing your emotional support all the time. mm. And they never reciprocate. Right. Yes. That relationship. Let's see if I can say it. Reciprocity. Did I say it? Uh Uh-huh. Like that you word, did it. the first couple of times I heard Leslie use that word, I was like, say, huh, I'll never be able to say that. Reciprocity is so vital. Oh my gosh. I have so many relationships that if people were in crisis, I would be the first person they'd call, but I don't have that many people. <laughs> right. So, you know, you start to be like, oh, this is really one-sided. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that's what we get to pay attention to, yes. Heather. I love yes. that you brought that up. And we all, you know, the vulnerability, me too. Yes. Right? Do we have our safe people? Because mm-hmm. healthy relationships yes. are mutually yes. giving. They are reciprocal. Mm-hmm. And they are bathed in freedom to be you. Yes. Those three things. And so if somebody is always needing your attention, if they're inconsistent, if there's always drama going on, Mm -hmm. they love stirring the pot. Mm -hmm. If they don't respect your boundaries. Mm -hmm. All right. And that's a whole nother, you know, podcast. That's a lot of podcasts. (laughs) That's a lot of podcasts. That's That's a a series. Yeah. Indeed. Yes. (laughs) But here we go. If they're not respecting that, if they're manipulative, If you're feeling taken advantage of, these are some red flags. Absolutely. All right. Maybe they're lying to you. Maybe they're exaggerating. Maybe they withhold Mm -hmm. and leave out information. Mm -hmm. These are all things to pay attention to in our relationships. 
Absolutely. So what one of those, you know, besides the fact of that reciprocality that you spoke about, what's another one that you find to be really challenging and that you see kind of pop up with the women that you work with or even in your own life? Well, I think just in general, back to what we said in the very beginning, that whole save, rescue, um, heal, like we feel that sense of responsibility. And, you know, those of us, especially with deep childhood woundings that become codependent, um, I need to unpack the whole codependent thing and understand that more fully. But, you know, if you were kind of made to be the scapegoat as a child, it's really hard to just walk away from that role as an adult. Um, I actually did a podcast several months ago about the scapegoat because that was a role that I played, not even knowing that I was playing it and what freedom I have found in walking away and realizing the things I am responsible for and the things I'm not responsible for. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I know that a lot of women, you know, whether it's with their children, you know, especially like young adult children, Like, what are we actually supposed to do for them at this stage of life versus what is theirs to figure out? Like, we've taught them (laughs) and we've taught them well, and now they just need to go figure some things out for themselves. And we can't be there to pick them up. We can't be there to clean up all their messes. We can always say, I'm going to love you no matter what. But, you know, enabling them and rescuing them is not helping them. Mm. not helping them. So I think that is a huge one for, for ladies that I, you know, encounter and have relationship with is what, where, at what point do we just let people go Mm -hmm. and say that God is the only one that can heal. God is the only one that can fix. God is the only one that can rescue. I cannot do that. That's right. And I think that that realization And that real honest acknowledgement and getting that from our head to our heart and believing that at the core of our being is the only thing that will restore, renew, and refresh us Mm -hmm. when we are walking out of or are in the middle of real challenging situations and relationships. Yeah, absolutely. His transforming power and the strength that we gain by spending time with him, by praying, by really growing, working to mature and grow our relationship with God. Mm -hmm. Some of us have been believers for a long time. Listening to your podcast, I'm sure of it. Yeah, yeah. But what, but what were were we believing is the question. (laughs) Amen. Believers of what? (laughs) Right on. It's time to transform that mind. And so much of what we've believed about God and about ourselves was just crap. And so we, we really are, you know, totally starting, like the foundation has been completely taken out from underneath our feet and we are rebuilding with good, sturdy, solid foundation now. I love that. You know, in in the work that I do, Heather, I talk a lot about rebuilding Mm -hmm. and I talk about how in our relationships that are not going so well, we've oftentimes built walls. Mm Mm-hmm. We built walls on our hearts, our minds, Mm -hmm. our spirits, our, you know, just our being. And part of the work that I do as a coach is help you deconstruct that wall. Yes. That you have built and then turn it into a bridge. Yes. Wow. Okay. And so 
because there's been very powerful things that have, you know, there's been advantages to your building material on that wall. Mm. Some of them are really, some of those bricks are really healthy. Mm. They've kept you safe. Mm. And then some of them are not healthy. Right. So, right. you know, we work on pulling the healthy bricks mm-hmm. and using those healthy bricks to build yeah. a bridge into your next life, yeah. into new relationships repurposing, with yourself. Repurposing the good materials. <laughs> Amen. And saying goodbye to the, you know, putting the bad materials in the construction dumpster and bye-bye. That's exactly right. I love Mm -hmm. that. I've been watching a lot of like home improvement, backyard builds and all that. And they'll go into a a situation where there are some things that are salvageable, like save the things and use them that you can, but the things that are gross and rotted and destroying you and moldy, it's time to say goodbye. That's right. And then, you know, that's another part of the work that I do is teaching women to say goodbye Mm. to the unhealthy. It's okay to acknowledge that they're there. You know, sometimes we get so busy doing, Heather, that we stop feeling and we're afraid to acknowledge that. Yes. And it's okay to say goodbye. Yes. So long, farewell, our feet are saying goodnight. Yes, yes, To To the areas, to the habits, to the lies, to the beliefs that we have held that are not healthy and they're not supportive of the women that God created us to be. But there's a healthy way to say goodbye to them. Yes. And, you know, we can't, sometimes we want to just flush it and that's okay. Some of it just needs to be flushed. Mm -hmm. But there are some that a healthy way of saying goodbye is incredibly healing. Mm -hmm. And I love to walk through that process with women as well. Wow. Well, tell us, where can we find you? And if ladies are interested in looking into your coaching, uh, what's the best way to get a hold of you? Absolutely. Well, so they can reach out to me at thewalkyourtalkcoach.com. They can find me online there. There's a couple different ways to get to my website. That's one of them. And so you can go there or legacynowlive.com will take you there. You can also reach me by email. Okay. Right. You can reach me at legacynowlived at gmail.com. Okay. And if you want to find out more about Leslie's ministry, I'm listed as a coach on her team. And you can find out more information about the work that I do with her at leslievernick.com. Oh, that's great. And I will add all of that to the show notes so that people can find you easily. And yeah, I am just excited. I'm so glad we crossed paths on the party barge at the retreat. Indeed, wasn't that? That that, I will even link that little blog post here so people can go read about the party barge, which is where I met Leanne. (laughs) It's just a cute little story about redemption that God um, did on our behalf, and um, yeah, I'm just always excited to meet new people who are about this same work, and I am so incredibly just in awe. Maybe two years ago, I had no idea that so many people were speaking up on behalf of survivors. And now I'm aware of dozens, if not creeping into hundreds of amazing resources that are out there. And I just want my group and my podcast and my life to just be a place that points people to these resources Because, you know, what works for one person may not be the right fit for the next person. But there's somebody out there that's listening today that's like, yes, that's the lady that I need. So if that is you, please reach out to Leanne and I will um, 
add all of her contact information to the show notes for that purpose. So thank you so much, Leanne, for your time. Thank you so much for having me. It's just been a delight to share a conversation space and hearts with you today. Yes, I appreciate it. And for all of you listening, uh, thank you so much for your time and for just coming on and supporting this podcast. Please pass this on to anyone else you know who may need to hear this message today. As always, you can find us on Facebook at the private group Held and Healed, Women Rebuilding After Abuse, or you can find me at heatherelizabeth.org. Blessings and may you feel held as you are being healed. Bye-bye.